And what's going on, everybody? Welcome back. This is Loreforge, the podcast for Ashes of Creation and the official podcast for Loreforge.com. We're your hosts. We're back here at the tavern today. My name is Jibs, and I'm joined by Sonny. Was there a lot of competition for other podcasts for Loreforged.com? <laughs> I feel like we kind of had that one locked up at the start. <laughs> yeah, pretty much we did. <laughs> <laughs> Once we're official. I like to know that we're official. That makes me feel good inside. Well, yeah, you know, it's like, <laughs> it's, the, it's like if you know if you're an Elder Scrolls fan, it's like the difference between Dark Brotherhood and the Morag Tong. So you know, it's a team B team. You know, so wow, that is it's a deep cut right there. Yeah. You gotta have some insider knowledge to get that joke. <laughs> it's true. It's true. And uh, also joined by Cash. That was a cute little conversation you guys were having right there. I was just nice and quiet, just sitting in the corner, just <laughs> watching, listening, judging. <laughs> always watching, always watching. Look at the baby. Mike was out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gentlemen, how are we doing? We are back. Oh, boy. Yeah, I mean, this train just, uh, I mean, it just never stops rolling. It seems like the content keeps coming and, you know, you're you're away for a week and all of a sudden you got new stuff to talk about. It's it's amazing how this MMO development world works. I know. I'm finding that I am becoming addicted to watching Ashes of Creation videos and then coming up with reaction videos for said Ashes of Creation videos. <laughs> reaction for the reaction <laughs> within the reaction. I know. It's uh, super addicting. I mean, just there's so much... It's weird for a game that is well into development and hasn't caught its stride. I mean, she's, it won't catch its stride for quite a while because the game's not released yet. I don't know if anybody knows that. But if you know, disclaimer, Ashes of Creation is not released. It just seems like Ashes of Creation, even before its stride, there's so much buzz going on out there about it. And there's tons of content creators, which we're going to talk about here in a second, but there's tons of, tons of content creators out there that are really fun to watch and like are just pumping content out and I'm loving it. Yeah, they, uh, there's no shortage of that. I mean, you just you just look on YouTube under ashes and you can find all sorts of stuff. It's uh, some of it. You're right. Is like the the uh, the feedback loop of. One person does something, and then three people react to that, and then six people react to that. <laughs> and suddenly, and if you're they're lucky, if they're lucky, Asmund Gold re reacts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if Asmund Gold reacts, you have to react to that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is not where that oh. that caboose ends. <laughs> that, that is just the snake eating itself at that point. <laughs> oh man! You know, one thing I'll say about the community that the of creators specifically, um, I love like this time to me has always been I think it started back in SWOTOR um, the pre-launch phase I think is one of my favorite phases because it only I mean you know you only give you only ever get that once but also you're getting this is special time for content creators and like the core group of people who are there like they're there for the development they're there for the ride you know and not everybody is really there for that and so when, when you see other people creating these things now even um, brand new YouTube channels. Like I, I just saw one today and I wish I had their name because I really want to shout them out. Did a great job. Um, maybe I'll look that up here. But Was uh, it Warrior? No. I'll, I'll look it up and find it. But just we're seeing these new uh, content creators pop up and it's just a joy to watch, man. It's a joy to be a part of it. And it's just a joy to see other people's passions, you know, people starting up shows and other things for the first time and, you know, just getting into it, getting in the mix. I love that. You have to wonder, like... Uh like you said, we're, we're not even at that point yet. Right. Like we're ways out and I don't know if it will be, I feel like every time, every time we get a new game, it behaves just a little bit differently. And it's sort of the, the frog in the frying pan type of situation where you don't realize it until you look back after like a decade of games and you're like, Oh yeah, well now content comes out so much earlier and, and all this, whereas it's a slow creep. But I wonder if we won't see, the big, like, let's say Ashes continues along this path and it still looks like it's developing towards a very big deal at the time of launch. Will we see a ramp up of like a, just an influx of creators at the last minute, you know, in the last month or, you know, getting ready for launch and they just all just hammer it like we've seen in some other games. Yeah, I think so, for sure. I think I think what's going to happen, I think I'm going to want to echo what Jibs is saying about this just being a very special time because it is 
a very magical time pre-launch. But at the same time, I think that that time truly becomes magical. And you're going to watch content creators ramp up and you're going to watch their community is going to ramp up big time during the closed and open beta phases. Mm -hmm. Once those hit, and especially like open beta, you get it, you get an announced release date. And that is when this community is going to light on fire. Pun intended. (laughs) Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's going to be an exciting time as well. Um, The YouTube creator has 728 subscribers. His name is Vosfa. B-O-S-P-H-A. Good stuff? Yeah, I enjoyed it. Great thumbnail. Just love it, man. I love seeing people create and just diving in. Um, And yeah, you're right. You know, you're going to get that influx. And right now, it's definitely that kind of, like what I said, was that that core group of people, like the people who are just dedicated there for the ride. Speaking of that, gentlemen, for everyone here, hey, guess what we're talking about today? Uh, the Cleric. We're doing a full-on Cleric developer uh, development live update, live stream recap, if I can get the words right. Um, but anyway, from, from beginning to end, and guys, I think we should just jump right in because we're going to be sitting on this for <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm all about jumping right in, but there is one thing that I wanted to do first. And and there is this is something that we've done at the beginning of oh, I'd say almost all of our podcasts we've done and, and it's just something that that we like to do because it, it's due. And we we like to kind of give uh people their due. And um part of that is just showing our adoration and appreciation just like we've been talking about for all the content creators out there that have come before us. Um, and the reason being is because they've really paved the way for people like us, for new people coming into the community, um, learning about Ashes of Creation. They've done so much work and just put it on YouTube, put it in podcasts, put it in articles, put it on social media so that we can research and learn about ashes of creation and kind of build that hype and start really start like building and fostering that ashes family. Um, you know, we still do have a lot to learn. I think, I think we're in a pretty good spot with our knowledge of the game, but we still do have a lot to learn and we're not always going to get things right, but we wouldn't be in the position that we are with the knowledge about ashes of creation with a lot of these content creators and I want to name them out because I I think it's I think it's important to talk about the outstanding work that's been done out there over the years Uh, first up we got NARC uh, Submerg and Ashes Pathfinders Paradox Gaming Richie SH I love his videos Um, Theory Forged who just had an amazing um, uh, interview with Steven Uh, Rive Genesis Nice Gaming Stakenyo Tangents of Creation with chaos and lace who fuel my workouts every single morning. I'm not kidding. You guys have so much content and I'll be sitting in the gym where it's dead quiet around me and I will be laughing my ass off because of you too. So thank you so much for, for just providing that content. Um, our friends at the golden feather tavern, Chibi Bree and Vertec, um, we've known Vertec for a long time since Swotor pretty much. Um, great show. And then there's the new uh, Voices of Vera with Is There No One Else and Nice Gaming. That's really super cool to listen to. And they're on YouTube. Um, I can. There's a couple that I absolutely cannot forget because these are juggernauts. The, the first one is Lex. Lex takes care of the wiki. Oof. <laughs> yeah. If there was no Lex and there was no wiki, we would know a fraction of the information that we know about Ashes. And we still don't we'll never know everything but we have a pretty good foundation because of lex and then i will never ever ever forget the reason that we are here is the freaking titan of the lazy peon we have to pay homage to late to the lazy peon in that first video we put out that brought a lot of people to ashes so i'm sure i'm sure i've missed somebody and if i have I'm, i'm i'm really really sorry there's a lot of new content creators popping up including us um but these creators really have laid that foundation for us to get our news, our updates, and the development of what Intrepid is building. And we just want to give our heartfelt thanks. 
Absolutely. And we're doing this now because in six months or a year from now, we're not going to be able to do it. <laughs> it's going <laughs> to be, so, be a whole show of just naming, you know, people that are doing that stuff. And my God, like just to recap one of the things that you said, the wiki, like, holy cow. I had talked to you guys when you were, when you were pitching me on ashes and uh, I was looking through the wiki and I'm like, there is a ton yeah. on the wiki for a game that's in this phase. Um, it's just nuts how it, a conversation that happens in a random interview with, you know, three people deep and it ends up on the wiki is like, hey, this is a potential thing because this is where it came from. This is what was said. And they're very, very good about pointing you to the direction and citation of like where this stuff came from um, so that you can process it appropriately. There's a difference between them putting it out in an official release and then just mentioning it casually on the side with a, a little bit of interpretation. But the wiki is just, it's, it's, it's wild. I loved how you said it when you, uh, you said, it. I think it was last show that you said, <laughs> somebody is always listening including when Steven's walking to the, to the water cooler in the office and he says something. Oh, I swear. I swear. So he's writing it down and just like, send it to Lex. Write it's it going down. on the wiki. Confirmed. <laughs> leak it. Leak it. It's like in the NFL when, you know, all of a sudden uh, Adam Schefter has a report on something that nobody could know. And I'm just like, there's, there is leaks. There is leaks in this program. Oh, my gosh. I absolutely have an amazing idea. We need to pitch this. To, to Sir Steven, we need to pitch that he goes mic'd up in the office all day. For one day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's mic'd hilarious. Up. <laughs> He's mic'd up just like the NFL. Oh, oh, that can only awesome. end badly. <laughs> <laughs> That's a PR nightmare. <laughs> yep. no. Margaret's going to have a stroke. Oh, poor Margaret. Yeah. <laughs> She's oh. going to send me hate mail. <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, gentlemen, we had one amazing development update for July. And I tell you what, we were supposed to get the nodes for uh, this development update, but the, it's actually coming in August. You know, our release month, which, which by the way, for all of you who are still listening, if you're listening on launch day, welcome back. This is, I guess, part th part two of the launch day sh uh, shenanigans here. But um, anyway, you know, that was a solid, <laughs> a solid look at the cleric gentlemen uh we got it was not only an extraordinary um update from margaret and steven you know we had studio updates uh discussing the growth of the studio they're hitting internal milestones yet again lots of testing combat updates of course they showed off a couple sets but uh the heavy hitter this one fellas was the cleric cash i think you you ought to just start with this uh there's a reason why you're gonna start here so just go right ahead just <laughs> indulge <laughs> Take your time. Yeah, I think, deep uh, breaths, I think if I deep breaths. <laughs> I think if I start, I'm gonna never stop. <laughs> I I just do want to start off by saying this. Thanks a freaking lot, Intrepid. Like I really, truly, <laughs> truly appreciate. I was completely dead set on my Ranger. I said it in the first show. Oh yeah, Ranger Ranger. <laughs> now, if you know me. All I need to do is see the pretty shiny thing. And um, so anyway, thanks a lot for uh, creating a dichotomy in my head. I have always liked to roll healers. I love to main heal. Um, but at the same time, in some games, I've gone like straight DPS, like almost my entire time playing Elder Scrolls Online. I think it was three plus years. I went DPS and I dove deep into DPS. And then this latest round that we played, because we've been back to World of Warcraft like a billion times in, in, since 2004, I went healer. I went Resto Druid. And um, I really enjoyed uh, healing mythics and just kind of doing all the things being a main healer. So I knew that I was going to have a hard time. At the very least, the cleric was going to be my first alt until I saw the video. Now I'm more torn than I ever am <laughs> for so many reasons. And I think we, we probably can just kind of go around the bend here and, and talk a little about the first things. I, I really think that we should just start with what we saw right off the bat in that showcase. 
And that was the the Highwayman Hills. Yeah, what a stunning location, huh? I mean, just the whole canopy you had, um, as soon as they walk through, it looks like it's some kind of trail that looks like it's built through an area that has been cut away. And so not only do you have major flanking issues there, if, if that is a if that is a caravan, you best be on alert. You best be having some scouts with you because you are wa- absolutely walking into a trap whenever you see stuff like that. I think that uh, <laughs> it reminded me of like when the Romans left uh, Britain mm-hmm. in the what was then to be the Dark Ages and the Britons are walking around and they're like, well, who built this? <laughs> like, what? What is this? <laughs> we don't. We don't do this. Like, why? Well, look at this bridge. Do you know how to do that? And they're like, No, I don't know how to do that. Where did this come from? It, yeah. it was kind of that like sort of feel. And then it's it's filled with minotaurs and like yeah. I mean, some of the design uh, was fantastic. It wasn't the first thing that I I thought of. The first thing that I thought of was the light, uh, the the lighting. And I'm not a big like super graphics guy but there were some moments in there when they're just walking around um excluding all the cool stuff that we saw with the cleric which we'll definitely get into but just the like the game unto itself there was a few moments where you had like the the what they call the god ray uh, of light where you're in a dark place and you have the light but you can actually see the dust in the light come down like holy smokes so there was a few like uh, <laughs> what we would call oh snap moments uh, just watching that. And that was like, honestly, like one of the first things that I took away was just just that is that is a level of polish that I was not quite ready for uh, at this stage of the game. Yeah, you wouldn't be ready for a level of polish like that when, when we're pre-alpha two. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's insane. And, and I realize I realize that they. They're in development and they're so transparent in this development that they they're probably showing off the areas that are polished. Right. Which that's what I would do if I was developing sure, a game. And I don't I don't know, you know, Jack Poop about about game de- development other than following it. But I would probably do that same thing. You put like the things that are super shiny and pretty and pretty close to ready. Those are the things that I would be putting in there. Um one of the biggest things that I noticed, like right off the bat, as soon as the video starts, Steven's character is sitting on the noble warhorn rhino mount. Mm. And I like stopped and I'm staring at that massive thing, just going, yes, please. And first of all, I just I want to mention the scale of these mounts. They're super appropriate for the size of the characters. And like in World of Warcraft, for example, not that I'm going to disparage that game because I love World of Warcraft. Like I always have. It's just it's a great game. There's a reason that it succeeded. But to have a troll or an orc sit on a deer mount or a (laughs) wolf mount. And the only thing you're thinking as you're running through the countryside is, oh, my God, that poor wolf. (laughs) Because you have freaking baby Huey, the green baby Huey (laughs) with tusks sitting on top of this thing, just lumbering across the countryside. It does not look like that in in this game. Now, granted, rhinos are big, but Mm -hmm. I really am enjoying the fact that they're they're making the scale with some some realism. Um, speaking of size, like massive poops probably on that thing. So imagine <laughs> 10 of those things. Have you ever seen rhino poop? Uh, it is something to behold. Just, Ventura. Okay, we'll leave that there. There's a line um, in there that we're not going to be able to say, and it's uh, it's from Jurassic Park when he <laughs> has to go through the Triceratop, right? Goldblum. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's classic. Right. Why can't, oh, we're so close. <laughs> Why do we yeah. have to have these limitations on our podcast? <laughs> or, or the part in the, in the Land of the Lost where they drench themselves in, uh, in, in dinosaur pee. There's so immediately regret that decision. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyway, a couple things about mounts. I actually, I got interested about mounts as I was looking at that thing. I started looking at it because I noticed that Steven got off the mount and then said like, oh, just wait here. And he walked away and I was like, what's your mount going to do? How does that work? Does it just stay there or does it despawn? 
So I looked it up, and your mounts will actually follow you unless you despawn them. But his didn't follow him. So I'm thinking maybe there's some kind of a command that will just make it stay in place. But what happens if you forget it? I'm totally going to forget my mount. I'm telling you that right now. <laughs> so anyway, I was I was just kind of curious about that. But yeah, I, I echo your sentiment for sure on the Highwayman Hills. Mm. I loved how they explained it, that it was a da- it's a dangerous zone. There's caravan raids. It looked like a that choke point with just this amazing ambush location. But the part that caught me, and I'm telling you, shiny stuff catches me, is when he was when he came out of the pass, and you just see that UI pop up that says "Location Entered Highwayman Hills." Yeah, I just went, "Oh, <laughs> that is screams polished RPG to me." I loved that. Yeah, going on, kind of going off what you both were saying, I found that Highwayman Hills was. Gosh, it looked gorgeous. And, you know, when you're talking God rays and you're seeing these light shafts just breaking through the canopy, the shadows on the ground, um, the the leaves falling, the ambience from the audio. And I mean, I'll get the audio in a second, but the leaves falling was incredible. And I'll tell you why. So I was going through this trailer frame by frame in um, our editing software. And Heard. I... Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> Nerd, nerd, culture, yeah. culture, yeah. nerd. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Podcasting about a video game. But, uh, anyway, yeah. so I was going frame by frame, and I, for what it just happened to catch a leaf right in front of the screen, and I tell you what, it blew my mind because Intrepid fully rendered out those leaves that are falling. You can see not only the textures, you can see the stems, the veins running through the leaves. It looks like it was freshly cut. It was incredible. So just know when you're watching and you're seeing all those leaves falling from all that wind, that is actually rendered and modeled. It was beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. I was stunned at just how much detail we saw in this area. You know, the character armor, absolutely looked amazing i loved it man the capes flowing everything that was going on there capes that we had a conversation about this so uh so i was uh i kind of cheated um i was streaming uh, at the time and we have the lore forged twitch channel and this podcast will come out after we've launched so it won't make sense but like i've been streaming under the lore forged hq uh twitch channel prior to now without telling everybody that we're doing it about ashes of creation but the, the thing was on, and I'm like, ah, let's just put a camera up and let's just watch it together. And, and some people were super into that. You know, some new people came in, but we were watching it. And uh, more than one person mentioned the capes. The, the, yeah. the movement of the capes is just uh, very reminiscent of Lord of the Rings Online, except obviously like infinitely better. But it, it was a cool thing, you know, like it's those it's those little tiny things that that somehow these guys are nailing, which I I don't really expect at this point. But when you see it, you're like, oh, that's super cool that they've got this whole flowing cape type of situation going. Um, it was it was a weird moment where like everyone was like, yeah, those capes are really good. <laughs> Just like yeah, capes, awesome. <laughs> they are, and it's that's actually a it, it was a point of contention for us at, at one point because when I think of everybody likes their character to look fantastic, right? One of the parts of that to me in this in transmogging in games is a good cloak with a hood that can go over your head, and yeah, a cape. Mm. And there's some games out there that just flat out refuse to put capes and hoods and stuff on. Can they just they did the old Incredibles thing? Yeah. No capes. No capes. <laughs> no capes. And it's like, really why? And and I never could get an answer or kind of understand why stuff like that, you know, would take place in other games. But you're absolutely right. The way that the capes have rendered out and the, the hoods have rendered out in this game, I think is going to be a massive part for me. It's probably also a really big part why I'm still leaning towards Ranger because 
I just always have in my mind that thought of having the dark ranger character with the dark green and, and uh, earth tones um, with just that dark face under a cloak, you know, really reminiscent of Strider and in, in Lord of the Rings. And that is just always, always struck a chord with me. Mm. You're not wrong about the capes and the Lord of the Rings. I mean, I've been running, so I'm, I'm training for a marathon, which is a terrible decision. But one of the things that's getting me through it is I listen you're wearing to a cape. I'm, I'm wearing a cape while when I you train. Run. <laughs> 12 miles on a cape Big goes like nothing down the street. No, so I've been listening to uh, Lord of the Rings narrated by Andy Serkis uh, on Audible, which is fantastic. Just fantastic, right? And it's getting me through this. But you realize, like, everyone's wearing a cape. And so when, when we saw this and then the chat was like, oh, it's Lord of the Rings. I was like, yeah, and that's cool. That's like RPG, you know, perfection is, is what you want with that kind of stuff. Also on the stream, we 100% called you out on exactly this, and I haven't given you enough crap for it, but I really feel like now is the time uh, on a podcast that will be etched in stone forever. Every single person that knows you called 100% that you're going to watch this and then have a crisis of conscience and not be able to roll the ranger anymore because <laughs> you're seeing the awesomeness of the cleric. So I will allow you to address, I will give you 30 seconds for rebuttal, and then I will go into some of the things that I learned about the cleric. You may begin. <laughs> okay, start the <laughs> clock on my rebuttal. You're absolutely freaking right. Like, it, the people who are in the stream were probably people that know me quite well, and I have always, like, had this split personality with characters and the cool factor but the biggest part about this one was just the fluidity of some of these skills, you guys. Mm. Absolutely blew my mind. Each skill in itself, as they went through them in the video on their own, was fantastic. And combined, when you look at the combined kit of what the cleric is going to bring to the table, and then you mesh that with the fluidity of the gameplay that we saw... That is what's making this so damn difficult. So I know we've already seen the Ranger. We need an updated video of the Ranger. We need an updated presentation of the Ranger where you're with a party and you're doing your thing. So it'll bring me back onto the Ranger side <laughs> most likely. But anyway, <laughs> let's hit some of these skills, you guys, because as, yeah. a, as somebody who's made a healer quite a few times in the past, these were just fantastic to me. So the first one was Mend. And this was instantly to launch a healing projectile toward the targeted ally. And then each charge of this ability consumed after the first has no mana cost, which is kind of nice. Super low mana. This is basically like a really quick spammable heal. So one where you like throw in those, I, I call them little cupcakes in my article, like little cupcakes of glowing light. <laughs> <laughs> He's literally throwing healies. Yeah, right? Healy feelies. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Sure. I want to talk about one here, and uh, and I'm sorry, Council, you went over your time. That's going to have to be deducted on closing arguments. Um, but the <laughs> biggest one for me uh, that really encompasses, like, this is kind of my thesis statement on the cleric, um, was deliverance. So deliverance for me was a huge one that did all of the things. First, I have no intentions of running a cleric. I've never played a healer in an MMO. I'm not going to start now. There's a reason for this. There's a lot of reasons for it. I'm not doing it. But watching the cleric do deliverance made me have a huge appreciation for the level of detail that they put into this because it is, it's your big one, right? It is the bring, <laughs> it is the come to Jesus moment where that person is, the worse off he is, the bigger the heal it is, and you can just wind that sucker up for a good solid five seconds, it looked like, and then he does this thing where his arms come up and they come together at the top like Gandalf saying you can't pass, <laughs> and it was, it's just this magical animation that is perfectly appropriate for the size of the heel and the windup for the whole thing. And I thought like, wow, that is a tremendous animation. And that, and mm -hmm. that was kind of my point on a lot of this stuff. There's a lot of really cute, like really cute heels that they have. And, and I'll talk later about the kit and the diversity because that's a big thing. But 
the, my number one takeaway for this was the animations. I thought they, they were cool, they were different, they were based around the ability itself, and none was better than Deliverance. Jibs had a great point on this, and Jibs, I want you, I want you to talk about specifically what we talked about earlier today in regards to the animations and what you saw. Yeah, so one thing that stood out to me that was so incredibly unique with the the cleric versus, let's say, a class like the, the mage, when you go back and you're watching those those abilities, animations, and if for those listening, if you have the capability of going frame by frame, do it. You'll see it even more. What's so incredibly interesting and, to be honest with you, very attractive about playing a cleric is the way that these spells manifest in the world. So, for instance, like with the mage, like the spells just kind of, for lack of better definition, they kind of just show up, you know, like and they start, you know, the very vibrant, etc. It looks very much like a spell like you would expect from a normal, you know, like a normal spell from a wizard. However... When you watch the cleric, the way that their spells materialize, it looks as though they're manipulating the world around them. You start to see what looks like ripples within the world. It looks like they're manipulating the essence within Vera itself, thus making it look, it looks very divine. It looks very interesting. To be honest with you, I have never seen anything like that. Because what it conveys to me, it conveys lore. It conveys layers about how the world of Vera really works. Because with clerics, they also tap into the essence. You know, that magical force that's within Vera itself. Just like the mage does. But the cleric does it in a different way. And I love the fact that those two things, you know, like they, they do it a different way. And the animations look different. You know, really play well together. Yeah, the one that hit me kind of like that one hit you was Chains of Restraint. And that's when you call those spectral chains in a target area and you stagger the enemy or stun the enemy that's already under a staggered effect, then leave behind an area that does radiant damage uh, over time. Yeah. So this one is, it's just, it's a big stagger ability. But when I was looking at this one specifically, the cleric is like swirling that radiant light in front of him. And it forms like an arcane ring in front of him. And that is him pulling from the essence. But that arcane ring looks very, um, it's like, it's like, you know, those runes, like those arcane runes. It looks like he's making one of those like right in front of him. And there's chains moving around the outside of the ring and then as soon as the cast finishes, blammo, it's on the ground. And that same ring of chains is circling the arcane rune on the ground. Yeah. So he's like building it in front of him. And then he's just like, blammo, drops it right on the ground wherever he wants it to go. So I absolutely love the way that those those designs are. And some of them you have to look because they're very, very faded but it shows the strength of the caster. And I could go on with this forever about the shapes and what they're <laughs> pulling out of the essence. I'm just completely nerding out. Like you're, you're sitting there looking frame by frame. I'm doing the same freaking thing because it's just so damn cool the way that these things looked. There was another one and I don't remember the name of it. Maybe you guys could help me, but it was, it was an ability and it warped the visual space in front of the the character and it went out and then it, it like ended up finishing with a warp as well where you're sort of like looking through space but the edges are warped oh. and i can't remember the name of the ability but it was i was just like oh that is cool <laughs> you was know? it barrier it might have been barrier i mean it was just a very interesting thing where it looked like it was doing something to somebody else but then it was also like around uh, uh, like close to you and it was some of those things like you're those are going to be just a i guess i this is another point that i wanted to make and i know it's not entirely on online with like talking about the individual abilities but the diversity of the kit was just a huge mm. takeaway for me too. Like we're looking, mm -hmm. I'm looking at a list here that JB made and it's like 15 things long. 
and anything I could think of that I would want as a healer is in there. I want a big one. I want something that'll prevent a person from dying if they're going to die. I want quick ones. I want hots. I want, you know, distractions. I want like, it's basically everything except for like cleave, you know, <laughs> like it's got, it's got everything yeah. that any game has ever provided a healer. I don't know if you're going to get all of that or if it's going to be something where you have to spec into certain elements of that and maybe that's where your secondary class comes into play but like the diversity of what you can get on there is as deep as any healing game that i've ever seen yeah they actually made mention uh, and that's a very very good point so uh they it was very brief in the video and i didn't catch it until like my sixth time watching this thing <laughs> but, um, i believe it was bucky one of the developers either bucky or i believe trad was his name uh, but anyway, it was it was one of them that said that, so what you're seeing right here is kind of the full kit. Most players will not have all of this because you're going to kind of spec into, you know, certain things. So you won't see everything we saw here, but even, I'm glad that they showed it this way, kind of going off what you're saying. I'm glad they showed it this way because it was such a diverse kit. I was watching the stream, Sonny, and I, and I had uh, the Loreforge stream up as well. And what was interesting was the moment you saw him, the cleric, uh, the moment you saw the cleric stun and <laughs> the Twitch yeah. chat and the lower force chat's like, wait, was that a stun? You're <laughs> 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 with the stun. Are you kidding me? Oh, it was just phenomenal, you know, and there was another ability. There was there was um, one that really stood out to me and really it really brings me back to the Elder Scrolls online days of a Templar. And that was Resplendent Beam. And this, you know, is an ability that basically can be a quick single target heal or charge to bounce between multiple targets. And not only was it the animation awesome, just like this thick spiraling beam of just healing properties going around. But gosh, man. Cash, you remember that from the Templars? I absolutely do. And I'm glad that was one of the ones that I had highlighted here. Um, Res Resplendent Beam, that's the one that they called... Um Gosh, what did they call that? The the Jesus beam. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I remember they that. called it the the Jesus beam. Yeah. Uh, but that was an offensive ability. That was a damage ability. Where oh, that's right. Here and there's there's a second part of this that that I I want to I want to hit on, and that's the fact that this is another held ability. And these held abilities, you guys, just like the the heal that Sonny was talking about earlier. It, was it Deliverance that you were talking about earlier? Uh, Deliverance was the big one. Yeah, so Deliverance is a, is a big, like, big, giant, P-H-A-T, fat heal. <laughs> but it depends on how long you hold that ability. It's kind of like, it's kind of like Call of Duty when, you, when you're cooking a grenade. You're just holding that thing and holding that thing and holding that thing, and then <laughs> you fling it for maximum effect. Yeah. And that's exactly what some of these abilities are doing, including Resplendent Beam. So... It will fire that beam of healing energy toward your target. But if you sit there and let that thing cook, it will not only heal the target that you were pointing at, but it'll bounce off and hit like five additional friendly targets if you let it cook. And it's like, if you want your cleric to absolutely just be in this giant, showy cleric badassery moment, you use those kind of skills, man. <laughs> you sit there and just cook that thing off. That one reminded me the most of the of the uh, chain heal that the shaman has in World of Warcraft. Oh, yeah. There it is. Nice pull. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I was going to go the other way with it. I was going to say it reminded me the most of a hunter that's got that just charged shot or that aimed shot where they just sit there and you know that they can't move because if they move, they're going to break it. But man, if they get to sit there for three or four seconds and then let that thing go, look yep. out. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's why I want to be a ranger. I want to freaking pin somebody's foot to the ground with my first arrow and then just take my time. Just like, <laughs> like the old medieval freaking backline archers. And he just holds that thing full draw, of like 65 pounds and then. <laughs> Let's that thing go. <laughs> Hell yes. Uh, Maximum power. Unlimited. <laughs> Except healing, of course, right? Of course. Oh, yeah. Of course. Yeah. Right. But for good. 
<laughs> well, and it's funny that, that you mentioned that, too, because the, the other thing that I've been thinking about is what happens if I were to go Ranger Cleric? Your shoot arrows at my butt that heal me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Healy darts. Healy darts. Every, arrows, every arrow is like dipped in Pepto-Bismol <laughs> in your tum-tum. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. good. Speaking oh, of dipping... Speaking of dipping your weapon in something, uh, the other one that I really liked was Bless Weapon. Um, and that one imbues your target's weapon with Radiant Light, causing each of their weapon combo attacks to deal additional Radiant damage and applies, and applies Mono Regeneration buff to the caster. So that'll be one that you really got to kind of keep an eye on because as far as I know, everybody uses Mana. So if your tank is getting low... You can always just like, I bless your weapon, my son. Bink! And then all of a sudden he's got, he's got, inc- oh, the other thing too. He has a 10% chance to proc bonus radiant damage and apply stack of burning. Oh yeah. So that's like a triple whammy. Man, what a kit. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Some of these things like I, I, I try not to get too excited about because like things where you're talking about 10% and 12%, like that is so subject to change, right? That, oh, that is where we're going to get into this massive balance conversation. And they're going to dial those things all over the place with faders and knobs and whatnot. But the, the core of it is an extremely diverse array of abilities. And, and I, I, I like the fact that you have to pick and choose what you're ultimately getting because it's it's just everything, right? Like, it's the whole kitchen sink. But that's cool. That's cool that you have the whole kitchen sink to decide from, and then you really get to pick what you want. Um, with the alpha, they mentioned in the alpha that the alpha is really limited by design to those core classes, those core eight classes. But as you get into the upper levels past 25, all of these abilities will be augmented by your secondary class. Do you want darker abilities? Okay, we'll pick a darker secondary class. Do you want, you know, healing tag to these things? Okay, we'll pick a secondary class that has that kind of stuff. That is, that is really cool. So even amongst these sorts of things, to be able to dial in that secondary class and, and adjust to the way that you want to play that character is super role play. It's it's pretty cool. Yeah. That's the big question, right? The big question is how are they going to take for example the cleric's toolkit if you pick the cleric as your primary class and then you say pick a bard. What do those skills turn into at that point? You know what I mean? That is when we think about all of the skills for one class and you take all those skills and multiply them by all the skills of your secondary class, that is so much work in taking two skills and melding them and okay, you're, uh, you're a cleric bard. This is your new skill. This is, this is your new skill tree. It's insane. You're a, you're a healer tank, right? Like, okay. How do I throw the yeah. tank abilities on the cleric's kit? It, it, it's kind of mind-bending, right? Like, w- with what the design is of 64 possible iterations of these, how much attention are they going to be able to give to the uniqueness of these things for secondary classes? It's, it's very... Uh, you can start to just look at the combinations and go, well, this doesn't make sense. How are they going to do that? You know, mm. as you start to pick classes that don't work in the way that the classic RPG tropes do. Yeah, that's an interesting point. And um, not to steer away from this, but one thing that we forgot to cover was the audio design for these abilities that we're watching. I can tell you, fellas, when you just look away or you close your eyes, you know, maybe you were doing something else and you hear like the divine aspect of, of these spells that are being produced it's unlike anything i've heard it sounds like light i don't know how to describe this light and airy like that divine aspect but it has these like this these spells have these finishes of just like power like they have this really gnarly impact 
and it just adds so you combine that with the ambience and everything that cat and the team over the audio team over at intrepid is doing and i'm just sitting there and i'm just like oh my gosh this has to be one of the most complete healers and or worlds i have seen <laughs> in an alpha 2 state JB, I have a question for you. So um, I know that you, uh, so a previous podcast that you you two did uh, was with regards to New World. And you had a super high opinion of New World's audio design. Yeah. Um, but you've been talking about, uh, specifically with the cleric, and I know you've been going frame by frame and things like that for video purposes. How is the audio at this stage of the game sound with relation to a, like a finished new world? And I'm not asking you to like gush for no reason or anything like that. But like, I know that you have opinions on that. And so where do you think we're at uh, on something like that? That's Wow, that's a really good question. Okay, so I think that new world broke ground in audio design for MMOs. It had never been done before like that. Hadn't been seen or heard, at least recently, you know, in the last five years with that kind of audio design. So it really broke ground, particularly with the ambient, that ambient reverberation that you're having off the trees and off the rocks and off the valleys, you know, whereas now in Ashes, I have yet to be able to hear the ambience to its fullest extent yet. I know we'll probably start to hear that on Alpha 2 when we're when we're all of us are in it. So I don't know where that ranks, but from what I'm hearing, like right now, and the ambience in the cleric video between the wind that's blowing, because all those leaves falling is from that wind. It really kind of gives you that vibe of a pre-fall, you know, like that fall moving in, that fall wind, getting those leaves off the trees kind of vibe. So you have that combined with the skills. And at first glance right now, I think that this is the next progressive step when it comes to audio design and MMOs and I'll tell you why because where New World just had the amazing and this was this is to take nothing away from the team at Amazon they had that amazing ambience this has a level of ambience but it also has these other layers that are built in that further complement that ambience that further add to the audio experience that I think it's just one of those things that you're going to have to just hear to to really embrace. And for anyone who's listening, I think I said this last episode, so sorry if this is a broken record, but if if you can, listen to old development updates audibly because you're going to take in this game in a different way. And during these gameplay updates that they're making, you're going to hear. You're going to hear things that you haven't heard before. You're, like the spells will hit different, I promise you. And it creates this experience for you where you walk away and you're like, oh my gosh, there is a lot more depth to this game, not by visuals, but simply by hearing. So to answer your question in short, I think that this is the next step from what New World broke ground upon. And I think that they're adding a lot of intricate layers that further kind of flesh out that tree, per se. I think that's a really good way to explain it, Jibs, because... um where where I, I think as for right now, New World has set the standard for all of its flaws. New World has set the standard for audio design in a game. Yeah. Uh, just like you were saying, the reverberations of a musket firing behind you and that that musket ball like hitting the side of a cliff in front of you, like you, the spatial environment that you got, like that feeling of I am here was really, really well done in that game. But I love how you explain the way that Ashes of Creation is doing it with layers. They're adding upon what New World has. And I might be mistaken, but I think there's actually some audio designers that actually worked on New World yeah. that's working on Ashes of Creation. Yeah. The one that does come to mind, and I don't know what spell it was, but... The cleric did a spell that almost seemed like it sounded like the cast was tapping into into the air itself and just it's, it had like a sucking sound and that probably sounds terrible and might want to edit it out. But it, it just it sounded Who doesn't like love the good sound of sucking. <laughs> 
That's it. I'm canceled. I gotta go. Well, boys, we made it two episodes where we got canceled. Oh, it was a good run. It was a good run. I mean, we did good. <laughs> it's not bad. Okay, so so okay, so let's take the sucking part out and put this in. Uh, it sounded like he was literally manipulating the this the space time continuum. How does that sound? <laughs> so much better. In relation, in relation to sucking. <laughs> But oh. it was almost like his spell was warping the air in front of him. And then it's just once the cast is over, it's just like this divine sound. Yeah. And that to me, it just it blew my mind to watch how all of that was not only just in every single cast, but it could go from one cast to the next and his hand movements. And then you're watching the synergy between the cleric on the back line, him moving around the battlefield and his, his buddies in front of him engaging enemies. And it almost looked like you were just watching a movie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that's probably the, that's, that is such a compliment to be able to watch video game play. Of an MMO. This is not a single player game where you can put all these assets, just put them all right there and it just looks insane. This is a massively multiplayer online game where it's very hard to achieve those kind of smooth and fluid visuals. And it's all playing out like a movie. Like that is a hundred percent a compliment to this team. It blew my socks off to watch how awesome the healing looked with the cleric. Oh, yeah. All right, so to kind of, if gentlemen, I'm going to kind of bring this to a final point. If you had the opportunity to say one thing to Intrepid, one piece of feedback overall from this entire video, what would it be, Sonny? Uh, I would say uh, lean into those animations, man. Lean into them. Like, let the, let the artists make art, because I don't know who's making these things, but however long it took them to make it is enough time. They, they were given the freedom to make these abilities look cool. And there is just something magical about where we're at for an animation like that in an MMO. Because Cash is right. These are not single player games. You don't, you have to, you have to make decisions as to where you can put assets. And these animations are as good as I've ever seen in an MMO so uh, lean into them man just just let let that dog eat and uh, and you're gonna have a lot of fun with these characters right along that same vein it is insanely apparent that a lot of love went into the cleric the visuals are, are unbelievable the kit is hands down the best kit I've ever seen just like Sonny was saying there's there's heals over time there's instant heals there's big charge up heals there's some defensive abilities there's offensive abilities it really does seem like a full buildable kit to make you allow you to make the cleric that you want to make my second point there is that since it's so apparent that you've put so much love into the cleric, I would just beg that this amount of love goes into each and every class before the game is released. And I know we've talked about the balance thing before. The balance is going to be an ongoing process between all these classes, but it's very, very apparent how much love has gone into this. And the number one thing that keeps people coming back to games is combat. If the combat looks cool and combat feels right, you can screw up all kinds of other things. Not that I think that's the path we're headed down with Ashes, because I'm telling you, like, stuff is looking tight. But if you can nail that combat and the synergy between the other people in your class or the other people in your group, it is absolutely going to be one of the most fun games to just get out there and mix it up with other players, mix it up with PvE content, because the combat just looks so damn good. Agreed. Uh, if there's anything I could add to that, it would be a note of thanks to, if there is anyone from Intrepid listening right now, 
what you are doing right now, where New World broke ground on audio, you are breaking ground on revitalizing classes, classes that may have been forgotten in other MMOs, classes that we only thought we'd ever see in a tabletop RPG on paper and pencil. You are bringing these things to life in the in the next generation of MMOs. And what you're doing is so incredibly valuable and special and just amazing. Just amazing. Your level of polish and the things that you're doing is absolutely fantastic. From the audio team uh, to the, the visual, you know, the, the, the artists that are involved, everyone, ev- absolutely everyone. It's, it, your product is, you're kind of going off what Cash said. Your love for your product is being shown. It's being showcased in updates like this. And I can't wait to see what what you all continue to do. Lean into that audio design. Continue to break ground there to 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 take the next step in in the audio design for MMORPGs, you know, and also for for animations as well. Kind of going off what Sonny said. I, I feel that the effects were just so incredibly immersive. And just the way that you're designing these things, how the animations and the audio, all these things flow into one and how they synergize between other classes in the group looks so incredibly smooth. So thank you for what you're doing. Keep doing what you're doing because it is looking absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. Yep. Oh, wow. This was a fun episode, fellas. Two in the books. Look two at in that. the books. Made it to two. Made it to <laughs> Are two. Are we done? Wait. I don't want to be done. <laughs> I want to do more. Do we have one more they're going to hear today, too. Yeah. Oh, Got one more before you even release. <laughs> that's that's true. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you what. Like I, I enjoy listening to... One, you know, once these things are all edited, edited out and stuff, I will, even though I was part of the podcast, I will like listen to it and still like laugh my ass off. I'm going to be so non-productive at work on the day we launch because I'm going to listen to all three of these shows. My earbuds in all day. Just be like, leave me alone. Don't talk to me. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Well, thank you everyone so much for tuning in here. At episode two here at Lore Forged. And if you enjoyed the show, Please take a moment and leave a review on whatever podcast app you're using. Just by taking a couple minutes to leave your review, you help other gamers like you find this show. Plus, it lets them know if this show is right for them. And not to mention, every written five-star review we get on Apple Podcasts, Spotify when they add them, we'll read it right here on the air. So please, if you haven't done so already, take a couple minutes. And from one content creator to another, leave us a review. Tell us how we're doing and we certainly would appreciate it. You can always call us 516-875-1776. Leave us your voicemails. If you want to play it on the air, try to keep around a minute or less. And uh, you can always email us, contact at loreforge.com. And don't forget, we won a competition amongst 17 other podcasts to be the official podcast for loreforged.com. <laughs> Visit the site for what? all of our written content surrounding Ashes of Creation. Uh, it, it's, a, it's a full stocked site. Trust me when I say this, we've put a ton of of time into the content there and you're going to love it. So, uh, so swing over to uh, loreforge.com. We are also available on YouTube, which is uh, Cash's baby. And my God, he is putting masterful work up there. I love it. I laugh more at our YouTube channel than any other content we make. Um, that is at youtube.com slash at loreforged. And then you can also see us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash loreforged hq finally patreon um we do have a patreon it is one tier just the patreon (laughs) so you can check out uh, our patreon we you will be able to get access to all of our stuff early and then a couple uh behind the scenes things uh and a special uh discord uh channel for you there on patreon thank you very much for anybody that is supporting us on patreon that means the world to us and helps us bring you such a fantastic uh, set of uh, things such as we are doing. Cash. If you use social media like all the cool kids are doing, follow us on Twitter, or shall we say X? (laughs) Shall we? 
<laughs> you can follow Jibs at Jibs IRL. You can follow myself at Cash Quests, and the cash is with a K. You can follow Sunny at U of Coruscant, and most importantly, follow the show at Loreforged HQ. Now, if you're a community person, you can go to our website at Loreforged.com and click on the little Discord thing to join our wide open community. That's right. Well, friends, thank you again so much um, for tuning in. Thank you, and uh, we will see you uh, episode three. If you're listening on launch day, we'll see you in a few. Otherwise, see you all when we see you. Have a great week. Peace, love, and honeybees. Safe travels, friends.